You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye Welcome to Hit the Books, the only realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is the Beast Incarnate, Mikey Manfredi. Very good. Thank you. I was sitting here, like, thinking, like, kind of making a meat joke. I want Incarnate, Beast Incarnate. Thank you. Thank you. Can you pipe in some claps? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I am expecting that or booze, <laughs> which are both fair. Mikey, how are you doing, my friend? Pretty good. I am ready to book this card. Uh, well, I guess not ready to book anymore, but I'm ready to tell people what we have booked. The, the reveal. The yeah, reveal I'm ready to reveal card. this card we have here. Yes, that is true. That is true. We are uh, also, I think we noticed this last week, Mikey. We're like um, very close to our one-year anniversary. Yes. Uh, it's probably it's at the end of this month, I, I think, right? I'm double checking. <laughs> Certainly, I should know this off the top of my head, shouldn't I? I believe uh, it's toward the end of this month. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, well, it's like it, it feels it feels like we've already passed the one year anniversary, right? Because like before we launched the show, we were doing the show for like a while, didn't we? Yeah, we were doing the show for like a month or two before we actually launched the show. I think we recorded four or five episodes. Something like that, yeah. We did a lot of tests. We did a lot of tests, a lot of testing, a bunch of lost episodes. I think, I'm trying to remember what we did back in the day. Um, I don't even remember. Kona Reeves was on the main roster. Who? Oh, Kona Reeves. We had Kona. Oh, man. (laughs) Arms Riley won the U.S. title in his first match, in his debut match on SmackDown. That is true. That is true. Um, I can't believe we had Kona Reeves debut. What were we thinking? The randomizer got us good, man. Oh, okay. So interesting, Mikey. So we'll probably do it next week's episode to be official. But according to this, episode number one, August 21st, 2018, this episode comes out on the 20th, Mikey. Wow. Okay. So when this episode comes out, the next day will be our one-year anniversary. So we'll probably celebrate the the week following to really get into it. Mm Mm-hmm. So expect that next week will be our one-year anniversary celebration. Uh, what are we going to do, Mikey? Uh, keep it posted. Follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod, yeah. and we'll let you know. Maybe we'll t- get some teasers. Teasers, parcheesers. Oh, yeah. Um, teasers, parcheesers for sure. Yes, 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 yes. Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever the hell that means, we'll be doing it. Uh, but we have, of course, booked this upcoming card. For this episode oh, yeah. of SmackDown Live, mm-hmm. as we are on our way towards no mercy, no mercy indeed. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be a good pay per view. I think we have some good, we got some good ideas for matches coming up. 
Yes, we have five episodes of SmackDown Live before No Mercy itself. So it's all about prepping there. We're on episode number two. Mm-hmm. We've got a bunch, a couple more episodes. Um, I'm excited. It's Of course, it's going to be a SmackDown pay-per-view. So we have yeah. our own cards, have our own matches, have our own storylines. We just got to figure we out how we're going to get there. We won't have to deal with Raw matches today at all. Oh, no, 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 no. And then we got TLC, and then we got Survivor Series. Oh, boy, Ooh. oh, boy. Whew. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, Mikey, before we start, before we reveal that said card, we are in a post-pay-per-view SummerSlam slope. Mm-hmm. A lot of S's. So I got Coming some stats. I, it's time for everyone's favorite day, top five, bottom five. Top five, bottom five. All right. With special guests, game. Major Upper and Major Downer. They just they just got on leave from the military, and they're here to, to reveal who's high and who's not high. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, Major Upper. And I'm Major Downer. Major da- Downer, of course, played by Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yes, major uppers, major downers. Uh, we introduced this last time around, around stomping grounds. Mikey, we are here. What that means, major uppers, major downers, is of course I calculate for us uh, based on our audience votes via Twitter and our excitometer and booking polls. I calculate, make an average out of that. Call that our drawing power. That is superstars' individual drawing power. Um, so, for example. Um, let's give me, give me, give me the example. Uh, Andrade is a 2.69 on the excitometer at a four, and he's a 2.77 on the booking meter at four. So his draw power averages out to a 2.74. Nice. So good on my boy, Andrade. But, of course, that changes constantly. Those numbers change constantly. So I decided to start seeing how the changes happen so we get an idea of like where people are going how their star power is rising and lowering so we get a better idea of all that stuff and mikey i have it here for you for me yes which would you like first our major upper or major downer uh i would like the major downers first let's leave the major uppers for a for later okay well let's start off mikey with our major downers this means that these are people that have dropped at least five points okay. since stomping grounds. Hmm. Uh, five since points. Stomping grounds. Yes, that's that's what four weeks. Yeah, it's four weeks. So who's dropped more than five? Dropped five points in four weeks. <laughs> These are all people that uh, we gotta we gotta be worried about possibly. Oh yeah, and it doesn't help because there's only one person in the major downers list. Only one. Only one. Well, that's good. Do you have any guess of who that could be? Man, one person on our roster. Of our entire any, roster. Any one person. Is it Rusev? <laughs> no, it is not Rusev. Luckily, Rusev isn't on TV that much, so his numbers don't change. <laughs> we use him once a month. <laughs> Damn. So we found out. This is hard. Yeah, well, it's just, you know. Yeah, I pick one person on this roster. Is it Bianca Belair? No, it is not. But it is another person in the women's division, and I'll reveal it now. It is our SmackDown Live women's champion, Natalia. Big yikes. Who has gone down six points. Yikes. That's not great. Yeah, that is not great. Um, that is That is no bueno in my book. <laughs> no bueno indeed. Yes, she is the only person. Of course, there is, you know, 
that's probably an issue. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably an issue to be addressed at, at some point. But, you know, um, uh, to I, but I'm going to put a pin in that Natalia point because I have a lot of more information to let you know about that it really makes this interesting, that Natalia's story here interesting. But let's move on, Mikey, to our major uppers. Of course, these are people that have risen five points in four weeks since Stomping Grounds. I have a list here of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven superstars. Seven superstars. Seven superstars. Ready for this list, my boy. Wow. Okay. Starting off, uh, who has risen five points? It is Ricochet. Nice. Who Another person who has risen six points. Heath Slater. Nice. That uh, 24-7 championship run is really helping out my boy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Who has risen seven points? Braun Strowman. Okay. Uh, A person that has risen eight points? Zelina Vega. Okay. Another person that has risen eight points? Kofi Kingston. Cool. Um, Someone that's risen nine points? Andrade. Ooh, Okay. And someone that's risen 11 points. That is Apollo Crews. All right. I like that. I like Apollo Crews getting up there. So so what is your, what's your standout? What are you, what are you noticing here, Mikey? What are you, what are you liking? What are you disliking? What are you feeling? How, tell me about your soul. So I like, I like that people like Andrade and Crews are on the rise. Um, I think that's really helpful for us. I think it's really good that we have way more people going up than people going down, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we have more go, major rises than major falls, so that's great. To go along with what you're saying, um, our total this turnaround was up 60 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on average, uh, we were up one point across the board. So to just give an example, last month we were down 86 points total, and our average was down two points. Okay. So we have, in theory, turned this month around and gotten better. Cool. If that all makes sense. I like but yes, it. that is exciting. Those are our major downers, major uppers. Let's move on to the top five, bottom five, Mikey. Where the yeah. real big boys play. Where the real big boys play. Let's start off. Let's start off in a women's division, Mikey. And let's start okay. off, of course, in our bottom five. Ah, oh, bummer. Do you have any 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 picks here? Who's who's our bottom? Our bottom? Yes. Billy Kay. Billy Kay. And you're voting for the Iconics to be low. Yeah, I think they are. Okay. Well, let's start off. Our bottom, bottom, bottom of the pack is a person that has not moved since last turnaround, Dana Brooke. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, and number above her. Also same, who hasn't moved, Bianca Belair. Okay. We need to build her up some more for sure. Yep. I 100% agree with you. Okay. Next up, above Bianca Belair in the same position, Zelina Vega. Okay. You know, despite... But she's on the way up, so that's good. Yes. She hasn't moved in terms of ranking... But she has risen in star power. So that's so to me a that good means start. that. What's that? So, so that's a good start, I think. Yes, I think if 
she won more matches in this turnaround, which I don't think she had a single match in this turnaround, she probably would have been higher in the ranking list. Yeah, for sure. But I think her her rising and star power helped her stay at this position on the ranking list. Mm-hmm. Moving along above Zelina Vega, who is down one since the last turnaround, Tamina. Okay. And then so- finally, rounding out the bottom five, at the top of the bottom five, I guess, who is new to the bottom five, Mikey? New to the bottom five? Alexa Bliss. Yikes. Yes. That doesn't feel great. No, it does not. <laughs> Especially since what happened last week on SmackDown Live. Yeah. <sighs> yikes. Yeah, he's a big old yikes. But let's move on. Women's top five, Mikey. Got a pick for number one? Uh, number one, is it Charlotte Flair? I mean, it. she has, if, if that is true, she would have been number one. For three pay-per-views in a row. So let's see if that holds true. At number five, down two, Carmella. Okay. At number four, up one, Shayna Baszler. Nice. At number three, new to the women's top five, Mikey, for this turnaround, Natalia. Okay, that's good. Number two at the same position, Nia Jax. And number one in the same position, Charlotte Flair. Yep. Thoughts on that, Mike? Well, actually, before you give me give me your thoughts, Mikey, I am texting you that little graphic I made. Okay. Um, just so you can get an idea of our entire women's roster and where they sit in our ranking list. I will be waiting on the edge of my seat. There it is. You're you're sitting. You sat on the edge of your seat, which is holding a bunch of pins and needles. Yeah. All <laughs> so right. I have just... received the graphic. It. Yeah. Makes sense. So how do you feel about how do you feel about that list? Um. I think it it we need to raise some people. Alexa Bliss mostly, especially if we're trying to put her in, trying to use her more. Um. It's surprising that Shayna Baszler is like. High, much higher than Ruby Riot is. Yeah, that's that is interesting. They were in a feud, so they were sort of sharing a lot of those point totals. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, I wonder if like victories in Shayna Baszler that victory helped put her over some more. I'm not yeah. sure. But I mean, either way, if you're looking comparing last turnaround to this one, Ruby Riot and Shayna Baszler both continued to rise. Yeah, which is um, something I've I noticed. Of course, uh, there is also the point in saying that Natalia, between the last round and this one, jumped four spot, four, jumped up four spots, in the overall leaderboard. Wow! Despite dropping six points in star power, that's crazy. Yes. So what I surmise from that, Mikey, is that. The more wins she got, the least she was liked. Interesting. Yes, that is that is what I've gathered, is that she was, because of how the, you know, we, we ca- calculate all this stuff for us, you know, uh, match, match wins and losses count a lot. So I think the higher she went up, she, she was going higher up, the ranking leaderboard than the losses or the star powers lowering her. 
So when it was all said and done, she was winning a bunch, which brought her up, but her star power is continuing to fall despite all this. Interesting. So yeah, that is bad. <laughs> it's hard. It's if hard to any... find the. It's hard to find a balance, I guess. Uh, of a well-liked champion. I guess so because apparently we can't do it. I mean, we've had. I feel like we've had well-liked champions in the past before. It's just I don't know. Drew what's Ma- I mean, Drew McIntyre. I mean, yeah, McIntyre. Rollins was never cha- WB champion. Matt, AJ. It, was it Rollins? Was it? Yeah, Rollins was never champion. <laughs> I can't believe we had Rollins for a, like four, six months or whatever on SmackDown Live. We never made him WB champion. I think we used him well. Though, oh yeah, still. we used him. Uh, I I would argue we used him great. <laughs> we used him amazingly. Yeah. Let's move on to the men's division, Mikey. We're 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 very protective of some people. Oh, we are very protective of the title. Seth Rollins was for sure one we are of them. Very protective yeah. of the title. We don't let anyone just have it. But let's talk about the men's division, Mikey. Do you have any thoughts or predictions on this division? Uh, I think the bottom of the bottom is Apollo Crews. Okay, that's a fair guess. Do you have a, a tippy top? I think it's still I think it's either Drew McIntyre or Pete Dunne Ooh, for sure. Okay, okay, interesting. Well, let's talk about the bottom five, Mikey. You were incorrect about the bottom of the bottom. In fact, the bottom of the bottom. I figured I'm, I figured I might be. I'm worse at guessing the bottom than I am That's at guessing fair. the top. The, the top bit rarely moves. The bottom changes constantly. And the bottom of the bottom this month, this SummerSlam turnaround, is heavy machinery. Oh, no. Yes, down one, heavy machinery. Look look how we've massacred my boys. Mm-hmm. Um, above heavy machinery, new to the bottom five, Connor of the okay. Ascension. All right. Above Connor, who was down one since the last turnaround, Apollo Crews. Okay. Uh, above Apollo Crews, new to the bottom five is the other Ascension member, Victor. Okay. And then finally, rounding out the bottom five, up one from the last turnaround, Jeff Hardy. Nice. Yes. Um, that means the people that have left are Andrade, and that's it. <laughs> uh, so good on Andrade, despite... You know, I think I think his star power got him out of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. So good on him. Let's talk about the top five, and this is where we're going to get some a little bit, little bit interesting stuff here, Mikey. A little interesting. Yes, and we're going to start off with a big interesting, and that is a big interesting. At number five is none other than the one and only man himself, Ricochet. Ooh, he's getting up there. New to the top five. I he like it. Is on tr- he is on the course to break the number f- the four-man stronghold that is our top five. I love it. Ricochet may be the first. At number four, same as last turnaround, Cesaro. Yep. Here we got a little mix-up here. Down mix one. Up. Down one, Finn Balor. Okay. At number three. At number two, up one, Dan- Daniel Bryan. Nice. So they switch positions mm-hmm. in between stomping grounds and now, which is very, okay. to me, sort of interesting. And then at the same, at number one, of course, Drew McIntyre. Man, he cannot be dethroned. Even when that he's injured for is... weeks, he cannot be dethroned. Or even when he's suspended, he can't be dethroned. Exactly. He was suspended for this entire time, and he comes back, and he's still at the top. 
It allowed other people to catch up. One of our biggest draws, Drew McIntyre. Yes. Uh, I texted you the men's overall ranking graphic, so you get an idea of of all of those people in their respective spots, Mikey. Okay. Anything sticking out to you? I'll just give you... I hate the tag teams at the bottom. A lot of tag teams at the bottom. Um, I think the the biggest tag teams, of course, are the Usos, then the Revival, then I would say AOP, uh, English and Elias, New Day, um, Woken Warriors, Ascension, Heavy Machinery. Yeah, it's sort of a bummer. I mean, the, the Usos are still way up there. They are our biggest acts. Yeah. But yes, um, to give just a comparison from last turn around, Mikey, Ricochet up two. Like I said, he might be the first person to break that four-person stronghold. Um, also, yeah. another thing that we talked about last time is that Roman Reigns, Vince McMahon knows what he's doing. Roman Reigns, since last turn around, up four. Ooh, that's crazy. That is that is the what I could see, the biggest jump between the last turn around and this one. Roman Definitely. Reigns going up four. Despite having two matches? I, off, the top of my head, off the top of my dome? He did not have anything at SummerSlam. He had a match before SummerSlam at the very least. I want to say he had maybe two matches. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he's risen up four, which is a huge, huge difference. Of course, Pete Dunne is still up there. Velveteen Dream is up there. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Hardy has joined us. Ali has joined us. One thing to talk about is how Kofi Kingston is now the top New Day member before it was Big E, and now it's Kofi Kingston. Okay. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that uh, WB Championship closeness was good. But, I mean, as you can, like, as you can see here... If we went on ranking alone, it completely makes sense why Kofi lost and Pete Dunne won to me. Yeah. Kofi is in the fourth row while Pete Dunne's in the second row. He is way higher, a way bigger star right now. So, yes, so that is our men's and women's top five, bottom fives. That is our major uppers and major downers. Mikey, all of that out of the way. Of course, you can find all these graphics, I should be saying. You can find all these graphics on our Twitter. We can tweet them out. At Hit the Books Pod. So go check that out when you get the chance. Go check that out when you get the chance at Hit the Books Pod. We'll see those graphics. You'll see those graphics down there. You can see our women's race. Actually, I'll also tweet them out with the previous months so that you mm-hmm. can sort of get an idea of like comparisons and stuff and you can sort of see it for yourself and check it out. Cool. So let's move on, Mikey, to the actual reveal. The, the, let's reveal our card for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Yeah, let's do it. Um, we didn't address who would be saying what first, so I feel like since my boy wrote it, why doesn't my boy read it out? All right, so we got the show opener, New Day, The New Day, open SmackDown Live. Kofi is the first to speak and say that SummerSlam added another roadblock between himself and the WWE title. He isn't phased, however, because he knows that no matter what happens, he'll beat the odds and his 11-year journey won't be for nothing. And, that's just, and that the summer of Kofi will end on a high note. Woods and E chime in and say that what happened at SummerSlam was a robbery and they would like to right the wrong by challenging Pete Dunne and Drew McIntyre to a match tonight. 
Pete Dunne and Drew McIntyre come out and accept the challenge and say that they will make the New Day old news. Ooh, New Day old news. <laughs> Shout out to the hit Broadway play, The Newsies. <laughs> I like it. I like the stuff here. I like um, seeing um, the New Day defending Kofi. Mm-hmm. His, uh, I don't want to say his honor, I guess. I guess in a way, his honor. In a way, yeah. In a way, way is on. Um, But I like it. I like the New Day backing them up. And, of course, we'll see that match in a main event. Uh, Next up, we have... Mikey, do you want to read this one out as well? Sure. Next up, we have a match. Our first match of the night, we have Ricochet and Ali versus Andrade and a partner of his choosing who is revealed to be Rusev. We're burning that one Rusev a month token early. One Rusev a month, baby. Um, He's yes. here. After what happened between Ricochet, Andrade, and Ali last week, where Andrade seemingly stole the Intercontinental Championship out from Ricochet, out from Ali. You know, where Ali was about to get a, a, his debut challenge and it got stolen out from underneath him. Uh, the two boys are tag teaming it up against Andrade and partner Rusev. Yes. So we got to decide on the victor here, Mikey. So this is a tough one. Why do you say that? Because I think it sucks that we profag Rusev just to lose, and if, uh, <laughs> but also, but also, it sucks that Ali's like debut match on SmackDown with Ricochet is a loss. Like that feels bad. Yeah. And no I think. One needs- no one can lose in this match. Yeah, I I do think Rick. I think if I had to pick one gun to my head, I would say Ricochet and Ali because Ricochet can get revenge on Andrade for taking his title, and Ali can get a good a good rub for the, being on the main roster. But maybe, mm-hmm. but maybe this uh, Andrade Rusev thing isn't isn't one isn't just a one time thing, you know? Yes. Which yeah. But if it's yeah, so if it's a one-time thing, if it's if it's not just a one-time thing, then they have to win. Yeah, which means Ricochet and Ali have to lose. Which means Ali has to lose his first match here. Yeah, that just feels rough, which I don't really want. But we also don't want Rusev to lose. <sighs> oh boy! So so we should be saying, Mikey, before we picked rusev we were deciding between rusev cesaro and velveteen dream yeah and both of us sat down and decided talked about it decided on rusev Mm -hmm. are you regretting that decision now that we're here i don't think so i still think it was a not a bad choice but Mm -hmm. maybe maybe rusev doesn't need the pin maybe we get maybe maybe ali pins andrade the incarnate champion I thought about that. I legitimately thought about that. Maybe get his foot in the door with the Intercontinental title feud. That does mean the team of Andrade and Rusev is losing. But but Rusev isn't eating the pin, which feels better. Yeah, but it's still a loss is still a loss. Yeah, like it's still it's still I mean it still sucks, but like would you rather would you rather Ali and Ricochet lose? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think I'm voting on either Ali pinning Andrade 
Mm-hmm. Or someone pinning Ricochet. Yeah, I could see the argument for that second one. And just not have Ali being involved in the pinfall. Mm. But that is really like people and on Twitter would be like, you're burying Ricochet. He won the Intercontinental title then lost two weeks in a row. What the hell? You're burying the man. I think I like, I think I like Ali pinning Andrade more. Ali pinning Andrade? Yeah, because then, then it could also add some tension between him and Ricochet a little bit because, like, they both want that title shot again, you know? Mm-hmm. What about Ali pins Andrade, Rusev attacks Ali after the match? Okay, and then Rick, way, Ricochet maybe saves him. Yeah, and yes, there we go. Ricochet saves him. That way, it's like you know, Ali gets the surprise pin because you know he's going to celebrate it because he just pinned the Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's deflated immediately of Rusev. Rusev gets a little bit of heat and rub. Then Ricochet makes a save. Yeah, and um, I imagine the save is really more of like shooing him off because Rusev is like, oh, see ya. <laughs> yeah. And then him, Andrade, and Vega get out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe, so... Maybe, maybe, um... Ricochet takes him down and then he goes to do, like, the six the 630 or whatever, and then Andrade and Zelina pull Rusev out and they do. I like that. I like that. Rusev attacks Ali. Ricochet makes the save. But Andrade, Vega, and Rusev leave before much could happen. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I like that. I think that's a good compromise. I think that works. Rusev gets a little bit of a heat. We sort of establish a team here with Andrade because Andrade saved him to an extent. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's a little bit of team camaraderie there. Yeah. Ali gets a big pinfall over the Intercontinental Championship person title holder yep i like it i like that match ricochet and ali what a tag team too yeah i could that that that, that'll definitely be a sight to see that match oh my god God. let's move on to the next segment which is roman reigns in a backstage interview where he had asked about the team the newly formed team apparently of daniel bryan and the revival he says that last week was cheap. He called out Brian for he called out Brian for a match man to man. The finally of the differences, and instead, Brian turns around and grabs some cronies in the revival. He expected better from Daniel Bryan, but if that's the way it's going to be, then so be it. Then Brian and the revival jump Roman from behind. Brian grabs the mic and says, and really yells that Roman doesn't belong here. WWE is made for mat wrestlers technicians tag team specialists wwe is made for the pure and the pure alone they are here to purge out the crap that has infested this locker room until it has become pure once again mm-hmm. that is our segment oh and then uh i forgot the rest of that segment <laughs> really really forgot the rest of that segment uh um Brian and the Revival oh, I, I leave. Was, I was about to bring that up to you, and I was like, oh, hey, hey, Brian. Brian and the Revival leave, and then the Usos run in to help out 
or to help Roman get up, you know, help out mm-hmm. Roman. Do they challenge him on the spot? I was thinking either a challenge on the spot or they go to GM page. Okay. Well, we can't go actually go to GM page, so maybe it's just like... Oh, yeah, we don't have another... The commentator's just saying. Yeah, that's fine. Which, what do they say, Mikey, as we tease for later in the show? Uh, the Usos... The Us- I don't know. Uh, the, the Usos challenged... <laughs> say it, Mikey. You're killing me. The Usos, the Usos asked GM page for a match against the Revival to... To... Be, the, because they beat up Roman. Nice. Perfect. Nailed it. You're perfect on the spot. <laughs> okay, let's move I'm on. so bad at being put on the spot, Ryan. Yeah, that's fair. Let's move on to the next match, and that is a special match, Mikey, that we're deciding to throw, and that is oh, yeah. a 24-7 championship match. Yes. No Heath Slater. He's not here. He's not involved. No. First, we need to figure out a new 24-7 champion. Which I am doing as we speak. As soon as it all loads, (laughs) we'll find out what happens. So, did the former 24-7 champion retain? That was a no. So, that means Samoa Joe lost his bad boy. Bummer. Big old old bummer on that one. Who who is our new 24-7 champion, then? Our new 24-7 champion is Robert Rude. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. I like I like that. I don't know how he got it off of uh goddamn Samoa Joe. But uh here, yeah. we are. here we are. It is Robert Rude. Mm-hmm. And there and he's coming to SmackDown Live having a full on match for the twenty four seven championship. Who is he wrestling? Oof. Uh, who in who on SmackDown would have beef with Bobby Roode to call him out like this and try to take his title? Well, Robert Roode is a heel, so I'm going to immediately look at the faces, and the people that we have left are Rey Mysterio, Velveteen Dream, Apollo Crews, Braun Strowman, Heath Slater, but, you know, mm-hmm. we're doing something else with him. Finn Balor. Maybe Apollo? Apollo's the only one that makes sense to me. Yeah. That or Braun is kind of funny. Yeah, I think Apollo, maybe. Now let's do Apollo Cruz. A 24-7 championship match. But, Mikey, who interrupts this match as it's taking place? None other... Then the one-man band, the guy who's got kids, the former referee, Heath Slater. He interrupts the match and starts the fifth inaugural Heath Slater 24-7 championship call-out. Does he make this match a triple threat? He makes the match a triple threat, gets his ass beaten. <laughs> Does he get his ass beaten? Do you think he wins it? I don't know. I feel like I feel like we can't just wait for the randomizer to finally decide that Heath Slater is going to win. You know, that just feels weird. What about this, then, Mikey? Okay. Heath Slater calls it out. Apollo Crews gets the sneaky roll-up on Robert Roode. 
while Heath Slater's doing the call, starting like coming down the entrance ramp doing the call out. Okay. So Apollo Cruz is our new twenty four seven champion. Bold. But doesn't Bobby Roode have to end the show with it since that's how it, our randomizer works? Yes. So somehow we okay. have to figure out a way to get around that. Or get through all of that. Uh, He's in the middle of the call out. Uh, Apollo Crews gets the sneaky roll up and runs and runs away like out the out the crowd and Heath Slater goes to chase him. I was going to say either Heath Slater goes to chase him or Heath Slater wasn't paying attention and then goes runs into the ring and tries to pin Bobby Roode. <laughs> but he's no longer the champion. How does he miss that though? Cuz he's an idiot, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Backs to the ring or something. I don't know. Ugh, it feels weird that he would just miss that. Yeah, that's true. Okay, then he goes and chases Apollo Cruz. Yeah, he's like, "What? Uh, that, uh, no!" <laughs> that goes chasing. And maybe, after. maybe later we get like a a Twitter video of him like searching backstage for Robert Rude or for uh, Apollo Cruz. Uh huh. And then at some point we see Robert Rude pin Apollo Cruz again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, film a Twitter video of Slater searching for Cruz, but we see Rude pin Cruz and leave with the title. Perfect. I like I like the idea of him looking. I like the idea of the Twitter video being he's looking for Cruz. He doesn't find Cruz. Cruz comes out of a hiding spot. Rude beats down Cruz and pins him and then runs away. And then he's, and then the last like little bit of it is Heath Slater running back through the frame the other way, trying to chase Bobby Rude. <laughs> oh God, Heath Slater. <laughs> what a what a what an idiot. What a idiot. Oh my god. I love it. I love it, Maggle. <laughs> when we come back, we will talk about the rest of our card of SmackDown Live as we're heading on to No Mercy. Mikey, we'll be right back. And we are back, Mikey. I got a little segment here for you. A, a segment in the women's division here for you. Ooh, a segment in the women's division. Yes, 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 All yes. All right, what do we got? I got a moment of bliss with special guest Nia Jax. Is this the debut of Moment of Bliss on SmackDown Live? Yes, it is. That's awesome. The two talk about Natalia and her family lineage. Nia Jax says that her Samoan bloodline can beat Natalia's family of basement rats any day of the week. Damn. Alexa Bliss agrees, saying that they both didn't need to train in a rusted old basement for years on end, but instead they were just born with greatness in their bones. And that is why when she defeats Natalia at no mercy, she will make the SmackDown Live Women's Championship superior once again. Damn. Nia Jack sits there a little confused, saying that she thought she was going to challenge Natalia first. But Bliss says, no, no, we agreed that I'm going to get no mercy, you'll get TLC. Then, 
GM Page comes out and says that she can make the decision for them. Next week will be Alexa Bliss versus Natalia. And if Alexa wins, she will wrestle for the title at no mercy. Mm-hmm. And then the following week, it will be Nia Jax versus Natalia. If Nia Jax wins, she will also wrestle for the title. What that means is that if they can play their cards right, No Mercy can be a triple threat match of Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and Nia Jax. Okay. End of segment. I like that. But what happens if none of them win? If none of them win, then uh, Natalia gets off scot-free and doesn't have a match at No Mercy. Or she can pick her mm. own competitor. I was like, hmm, that seems bold. Yeah, I don't know. She can she can pick her own competitor. Okay. I mean, they're gonna have someone's gonna be in it. <laughs> someone's gonna be in the match. But yes. I mean, yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yes, if Natalia is able to, I, that's part of it. If Natalia is able to fight off both, then she can pick her own competitor. She can pick whoever she wants. So she can pick Dana Brooke for all I care. <laughs> Who knows? All right, all right. But that's that segment. All right, I like it. I dig it. You diggity dig it. Diggity dig it. All right, next let's 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 move on. Okay, okay. let's move let's on. Let's do it. We got next up, we got the Usos versus the Revival. After their challenge earlier, they finally got their match in the they got their match and we got a good Usos Revival match. Let's see who wins. Yes. Decide who wins. So, as the tag team specialist uh, announcer boy, who are you picking, boy? I think I'm going to go with the Revival here. Keep them looking strong. Oh, the Revival here. Okay. Keep the keep the pure looking strong. The pure. That is, if you didn't catch on that, listeners, uh, that is the name we're going with. With of the Daniel Bryan Revival stable. We're calling it the pure. The pure. So the, the the revival win here. Look, continue looking strong. Is there any D. Bry R. R. shenanigans? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think. I think maybe maybe Daniel Bryan's at ringside or on commentary. Ooh, Daniel Bryan put hit Bryan on commentary. Yeah, I'm gonna write that down immediately because I'm just that's that's a great idea. Just make him the mouthpiece, really. Yeah. All three of them are gonna be great mouthpieces for this this trio. Oh, for sure. But Daniel Bryan on commentary. No Roman Reigns. No Roman Reigns. Oh. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Roman Reigns is still recovering from his beatdown earlier. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I get that. Okay. I like it. I like what we're doing here. Let's move on to the next segment, which is a backstage interview with Natalia, with the SmackDown Live Women's Champion, Natalia, who responds mm-hmm. to Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax and GM Page announcement earlier. She knows she is most likely looking at a triple threat at No Mercy, uh, seeing that the odds are definitely in the genetic wait, wait, odds' wait, wait, favor. Wait, 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 What's that? She's she knows that she is most likely looking at a triple threat. That's, that, does that mean she's like, yeah, I'm probably gonna lose these two matches coming up? Let me, yeah. <laughs> Yes, she like I said. Yeah, you know the, what? I'm probably gonna lose. She is. It. She knows walking in. It's a one-on-one match, but she knows that they're gonna probably do shenanigans. But still, she's the champion. She should be like, she 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 shouldn't just be like, yeah, you know what? They're gonna get me. She should be like, I can, I can beat the odds. 
I'm going to finish talking my segment, and you can save your issues for it, your vetoes for it afterwards, my friend. I just think it's weird that the champion's like, yeah, you know what? I'm probably going to lose these two matches coming up. You're right. But she won't focus on that. She's focusing on defending her title and her legacy. Working in the dungeon made her stronger than anybody truly realizes. And sure, the Samoans were great, but they don't have the resiliency or the heart of her family. Next week, she'll prove that her training can outnumber the odds. Okay. Now, Mikey, what were you going to say? I don't like that Natalia's basically like, yeah, you know what? These next two matches in the next two weeks, I'm probably going to lose them. She's being realistic. No, but she's the champion. She's supposed to be an inspiration. She's supposed to be fighting. She's supposed to be the. She's supposed to be like, no, you know what? I could beat the odds, and none of these guys are gonna get a title shot at No Mercy. I'm gonna pick a competitor who I think is worthy. But she's, That's she's supposed to be this, her mindset. She, she's being. This realistic. is why nobody likes Natalia, Ryan. She's being real. <laughs> Because she just says, because she's just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm probably going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of champion is that? It's a champion that's realistic, understands that she can lose here, but she's not going to let that deter her, but rather she's going to have her training come out and prove that she will be able to outnumber that. She knows that she I think- most likely will be losing. But she's not going to let that deter her from trying her best and trying to win. I think how about instead of saying that she's most likely looking at a triple threat, she says something along the lines of whether it's Bliss, Nata- whether it's Bliss, uh, whether it's, fuck. Nia Jax? Yeah, okay. Hold on. Whether it's Bliss, Jax, or both of them. Whether it's Bliss, Jax, an opponent of I choose. Bleh, 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 hold on. Let me restart. Whether it's Bliss, Jax, both of them, or an opponent of her choosing, no matter what the outcome may be, she will keep her title. Instead of saying, it's probably going to be a triple threat, and I'm probably going to lose both of these matches. <laughs> Maybe she throws out, she's like, she's like whether, it be, whether it be one of them, both of them, or none of them. I will retain it. No mercy. Okay, fine. Whether it be fine, fine. I was trying to make our champion realistic, understanding that the odds are not in her favor, but she's going to try her damnedest to beat those odds. But I understand what you're saying, that we have to have the champion look strong and can't just be like, well, there's a good shot I'll lose, but uh, I'm going to do my best. Like, that just seems so wrong. <laughs> but I think I like this better because it's like, because she, she puts, the, she puts the, the possibility out there, you know? She's like, you know, it might be both of them. I might lose both of these matches. But, like, she's not saying that she's like, yeah, I'm definitely going to lose both of these matches. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's fair, I guess. Chop busted. Chop busted. Let's move on to the next match, Mikey. Let's get out of this segment. For the love yeah. of Christ. <laughs> Moving on to the next match, which is a match between Charlotte Flair and Ruby Riot. Ooh. Okay. Charlotte Flair getting the victory, however, in this match. Okay. Following the match, Shayna Baszler jumps Charlotte Flair from behind. 
Okay. Once Ruby Riot realizes who she's now in the ring with, she attacks Shayna Baszler, who then slides out the ring before Riot can get the chance to hit her. Uh, Baszler throws up the four horsewoman sign and walks away, snickering at Charlotte Flair and Ruby Riot. Flair, however, uh, sees that Ruby Riot's up, reaches out her hand, expecting to be helped up by Riot. Riot refuses and walks out of the ring. Can I do a slight tweak? Sure, another very, slight very, tweak. Very, no, no, like very, very slight. Yeah, what's up? What if in, I don't, I don't like Charlotte Flair, who is the heel asking for help. Uh, it's less I her think, asking for help, just being like expecting help. I think that if anyone's putting out their hand to help Charlotte Flair, it's Riot, and maybe Riot like extends her hand to help her up, and then Charlotte slaps it away and gets up on her own. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I was thinking about that as. Too- I feel like that's more in character for the both of them. Okay, that makes more sense. That, that probably works. Um, Riot reaches out her hand. Um, to help up Flair, but Flair. And maybe there's a little bad mouthment between Charlotte Flair and Ruby as well. Yeah, probably. Because of course, uh, Charlotte Flair. What what the hell are you talking about, you punk? <laughs> Let's move on to the next segment. All right. The next segment: the Woken Warriors find Finn Balor backstage and say that it is upsetting to them that Finn Balor is cut off from his demonic personality. They offer Finn Balor to come to the Hardy compound and take a dip in the Lake of Reincarnation to see if that may ail him. Ooh, you changed help him to ail him. Very nice. So, like, someone's playing D&D recently. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Woken Warriors have extended the, extended the help of the Lake of Reincarnation for Finn Balor. Interested. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see where this goes. We, yeah. we talked about it, and we're like, okay, this is something. You know, there's this League of Reincarnation. There's there's this thing exists. We need a way to bring back the demon. Maybe this is a way. Yeah, maybe this will do it. Maybe this is something Finn Balor needs. Who knows? Who knows? We'll find out as we move on in this build to no mercy. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the main event, however, Mikey, and that is the New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods, for, with, of course, Kofi Kingston by their side, Against Drew McIntyre and the WWE champion, Pete Dunn. Okay, let's do it. Okay, we got to decide on a winner here. the heck is going to win this match? Oh, boy. Do we have any thoughts? (laughs) Do we have any inclination either way? Any inklings? Uh... I sort of get an Andrade Rusev reasoning here. Yeah. You know, where it's like, you know, to help establish that they are a good team, McIntyre and Dunn should win. I think that's the call here, honestly. Yes. Plus, Pete Dunn's that the sounds champion, right. so may just establish that, I guess. Yeah, I think that sounds right. That Pete, that Drew McIntyre and Pete Dunn pull out the victory here. Oh, my God, Mikey. What? You remember the zigzag Claymore combo? Yeah. 
the Zigmore, which is a fucking terrible name for it. I've never heard that name before, and I never want to hear that name again. It was they they called it the Zigmore, and it was not good. Imagine this, Mikey. Bitter end Claymore combo. Whew. I'm trying to think of how that works. So the bitter end is like it's like a flatliner, right? So there it's so if you're looking at me in the Skype com- call, my Pete mm-hmm. Dunn's head's right here where my face is. The other competitor's head is like right here facing my like facing the other direction from me. Mm-hmm. Claymore to the back of the head. Fall, flat line down. Okay. You're looking up the bitter end so you can get a better idea of what it looks like, aren't you? No. <laughs> Mikey, there's a lot of flashing happening on your Skype call screen. Shut up. I'll let you I'll, I'll let that tease in your brain. But it, but that's that's my idea. And uh, I guess you do it to like Big E or something. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. Make it look more impressive. Or no, make put it on Xavier Woods. Then he's able to sell it better. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying he'll probably be able to sell it harder. Which means that is Pete Dunn pins Woods. If that's if that's what we're yeah. going for. I like it. Drew McIntyre and Pete Dunn victory. Yeah. Did you look up the bitter end? I did. Does it make sense what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I could see it. Okay. Drew McIntyre and Pete Dunn defeat Xavier Woods and Big E. Oh, boy. Okay. Where are we going? I'm, we're interested to see where this is going, where all this is leading towards. Yeah, I, I am excited to see where this feud goes. I like how a lot of the time we're just like, I'm excited to see where this goes because we don't know for certain. We don't know what we're yeah. doing. We are, I mean, we have, like, poles in the ground, obviously. Yeah, like we said, we've thrown that javelin. Man. We just need to make our way over to it. But it's not just, like, we have, like, multiple javelins, too. Like, it's like we have, like, a couple a couple flags, flag javelins, flagolins, thrown out flag. far. And we can, like, see, kind of, but we don't know exactly how to get there. Like, of course, there's yeah. the one where it's, like, there's one javelin way out there that's like Survivor Series can be Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston. <laughs> I have that one's. I'm like, how do I, how the hell do we get there in this time? We got two pay per views. That one's over like a pit. Of, that one's over like a pit of spikes, and it's like, it's like there's like no way. It's like so almost impossible to get there. Yeah. There's I don't know Pete Dunn versus Randy or Pete Dunn who versus whoever it could be by the time that comes around. Because right now on Raw, canonically, Randy Orton is the Universal Champion and the United States Champion. This is correct. This is all correct. So it could be Randy Orton versus Pete Dunne. It could be someone else against Pete Dunne because Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston. It could be Randy Orton against Andrade right now. Um, I like that. Randy Orton versus Ricochet, Ali. All this stuff could happen. We don't even know if it's going to be Randy Orton by the time we're there. Wild. Who the heck knows? I mean, if if I called it right now, if I if I called up Randy Orton, if I called the Raw Commissioner right now, who is also happens to be Randy Orton. Hey Randy, Randy. Hey, hey Randall. Hey old Randall, how's it going, hey, Randall? Oh Randall. Oh Randall. If I if I called it up right now, your U.S. champion is Dolphy Ziggs, and your 
in, no, not your Universal Champion. Your United States Champions, Dolphy Ziggs. D Ziggs. Your Universal Champions, Randy Orton. Dolphy Ziggs versus Andrade? Nah. Also, nah. Dolphy Ziggs versus. Dolphy Ziggs. I think the problem is Dolphy Ziggs does nothing for him. Unless yeah. he changes his name to Dolphy Ziggs. Then, I'm on board. <laughs> different, different. That's different. Different strokes for different Ziggs. Oh, yeah. Let's. End the show, Mikey, with the most terrifying thing in the world, and that is our randomizer. Yeah. We've booked the yeah, show. It is. And now it's time to ruin it all with the randomizer. The one thing that oh, keeps yeah. our show as realistic as possible, simulates in- injuries, simulates wellness policy violations, because we've had plenty, uh, call-ups, <laughs> what have you, Mikey. Um, whose turn is it? I believe it's yours, because I rolled a title change last week. Okay, so it is my turn. My turn to hit the randomizer. I am always terrified of this thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's terrifying. Oh, yeah. It terrifies me to my core. Uh, we've had a lot of stuff bad happen to us, and hopefully it does not continue. It's loading. The randomizer is loading. There's a lot of stuff. Well, it's loaded. Okay. I have an answer. Yeah? And it could what be we good. could be bad. All right, what do we got? A 2K outcome. Ooh, we haven't had one of those in a bit. No, we have not. A 2K outcome. Roll a D whatever, and that match's outcome must be simulated in the latest WWE 2K game. Nice. So, Mikey, we only have one. Am I gonna, are we counting the 24-7 championship match? <laughs> I mean, it's a match. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. We got five matches here, Mikey. Okay. I don't know if a D five exists, but uh, <laughs> you don't. You don't. That dice doesn't exist, right? Uh, nope. Okay, then I'll not. roll a D five for us. Not in my collection, at least. Does it exist in the real world? I'm trying to think. There's no way, right? Probably somebody. Somebody's probably made a D five. I rolled a D five, Mikey. Okay. And the answer is number four, and that is Charlotte Flair, Ruby Riot. Interesting. I'm very upset. <laughs> I really wish it wasn't that one, quite honestly. Yeah. Uh, rather have been it to be Ricochet Ali or New Day Drew McIntyre, maybe, or Apollo Crews, Robert Roode. But, of course, Charlotte Flair, Ruby Riot. Which means, I mean, it still could be still have a 50% chance of being Charlotte Flair and getting the correct answer. But that yeah. means we now will go off, Mikey, record our 2K outcome, mm-hmm. and we'll end the episode once we come back. Yeah. So we'll be right back. And we're back, Mikey, from the 2K outcome. Yeah, what a match that was, huh? What a match. And you can see that entire match on our YouTube channel that, of course, is Hit the Books podcast, Mikey. Yeah, uh, you can follow us there and see that match and some other stuff for sure. But we have to give the result, and the result was Ruby Riot defeating Charlotte Flair. What a win for Ruby Riot! Honestly, we were not expecting that, but it was a it very, was very big what we win. Wrote. We had to, we have to now change the whole thing. Very big win for Ruby Riot that we didn't expect, but good for her otherwise. So, is official Ruby Riot has defeated Charlotte Flair, mm-hmm. and instead of what we wanted, or at least what I wanted, which was Charlotte Flair defeating Ruby Riot. Via disqualification. Oh, no, not even. 
Not even. So I guess the question is, does the thing, does Shayna Baszler still attack Charlotte Flair following the match? Or does she go after Ruby Riot now? I don't know. Her attacking Charlotte Flair seems weird. Um, okay. After, after that result, I guess. But I think she goes, I think, I, I think now that Ruby Riot won, she goes after Ruby Riot. Yes, but I can't see a world where Charlotte Flair then goes after Baszler. Yeah, that seems weird. Yeah, now it's now it's all like, hey boy. Which was my fear with Ruby Wright winning. <laughs> uh, yeah. but how do we how can we adjust it to make it still Hmm. Hmm. How could we adjust it to make it still Shayna Baszler beating up Flair, maybe? Hmm. I don't know if we can. Yeah, that's tough. Uh yeah, like like especially after Flair losing, it seems weird that she would just attack Flair afterwards. So maybe, foof, foof, foof. What about if Shane Baszler just attacked both people? Okay. What if what if post match Shayna Baszler runs up, goes for the beatdown of Ruby Riot? You know, of course, the classic Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Then Charlotte Flair is starting to get up. Shayna Baszler moves her attack towards Charlotte Flair. Okay. And Shayna Baszler stands tall at the end. Yeah. All right. I could. I can get behind that. I think that's. I think that's the best we can do if we want to still involve Charlotte Flair. Sorry, yeah. not Charlotte Flair. Shayna Baszler. Yeah. After that finish, I think you're right. Okay. Agreed. Moving on. Uh, uh, before we end this episode, Mikey, I think we need to address something that we completely forgot about. Yeah, we have one one last thing to address. <laughs> that that it, it's something we realize in between these episode recordings. Oh yeah. Uh, but the main event matchup did have a stipulation that we completely forgot about last week. Mm-hmm. And that main event stipulation was that if New Day, if Xavier Woods and Big E are able to defeat Pete Dunne and Drew McIntyre then Kofi Kingston gets a tile shot at no mercy. Yeah. And we forgot about that, so we have to rewrite our intro, or at least change up the intro a little bit. Mm-hmm. And maybe consider changing the main event outcome. Yeah, maybe. So wh- where do we want to start, Mikey? Let's, I guess, maybe start with our intro? Yeah, let's rewrite that intro really quick. I think we could easily rewrite that and just say, and just add to the... The ending where they challenge Drew McIntyre to a match tonight, or they would like to right the wrong by challenging Pete Dunne and Drew McIntyre to a match tonight. And if they win, Kofi, if they win, Kofi will challenge Pete Dunne for the WWE Championship at No Mercy. Just, just restating what GM Page said last week. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to write that in, my boy? Yeah. Because my phone it will not allow me to do such things, apparently. Well, as you're writing it in, um, let's also think about the main event outcome. We decided Drew McIntyre and Pete Dunne win. Do we still feel the same now knowing and remembering what the stipulation is? Uh, I Honestly, like I kind of do, but also... I am not sure a way to recover from here, you know? Like, if they do lose, 
How do we keep Kofi on track to get a title shot at No Mercy? You know? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. We do have three more weeks. Mm-hmm. Till No Mercy. So we have the time. Mm-hmm. It's just, how do we get there? And even if we don't get there, maybe it's getting there at TLC. Maybe it's getting there at, not Survivor Series, but TLC. <laughs> Uh, I mean, look at, I mean, a great example would be looking at, uh, this, how this storyline paved out in real life, right? I mean, Kofi at New Day had opportunity after opportunity, and then finally, like, almost like a week or two before WrestleMania, Kofi had it. Kofi had the match. Yeah. Yeah, they lost, a, they lost a lot of matches. Um, remember one of those matches was a handicap match? Between Sheamus and Cesaro versus Kofi Kingston. There was like gauntlet yeah, match was... after gauntlet match. Yeah, that was rough. The The handicap match was rough. Uh, the gauntlet matches were cool. Like, it's it's hard, right? Like, it's like... I don't... Because I don't want to like replay... The, I don't want to just like replay the same story as in real life, you know? Yeah. Do we want the New Day to win then? I mean, here's the problem is that I don't think I'm still sort of in the same boat as what our decision was, which was, you know, we need to make Drew McIntyre and Pete Dunn's alliance look strong. Yeah. And I don't necessarily, I mean, if I, because then having him lose means that either Xavier Woods and Big E is pinning Drew McIntyre or the WWE champion. Which, yeah, that's not great, <laughs> in my opinion. Mm-mm. Big E or Xavier Woods pinning Drew McIntyre or Dunn? Oof. Yeah. I don't know about that one, senor. Maybe we get, like, an indecisive ending. Maybe, like, a double countout kind of thing or something like that. I don't know. I, I think Dunn and McIntyre have to win. All right. I mean, I mean, I mean. Thinking about it, it's just like, I don't think they should lose. One, two. Like you suggesting, like a double countout or like a, a tie, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like even, like I feel like that's just like, not. I feel like that's just worse than a win or a loss. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like. It still doesn't confirm the how great potentially the alliance between Pete Dunn and McIntyre is, but then it's also like, how do we know? Like, that it it doesn't solve a loss for New Days, like that that problem. Yeah, right. It's just like oh, we still have to. It's just we still have to figure out a new thing for them. Because they technically didn't win if they get a tie, so it's just like okay, well, we still got to figure out a way to fix it. Yeah, but I feel like fixing it like with a draw because there was no decisive victory is better than trying to come back from a loss. But also, it doesn't put the heat on McIntyre and Dunn like we want. Mm-hmm. Which I think they need the heat. Yeah, I think I think a. Still gonna keep the decision the same here. Okay, Dunn pins Woods. Yeah, 
With a brutal Claymore bitter end combo. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I mean, because it's just you're right. They they need the heat, especially Dunn. Mm-hmm. He needs some. He needs some big boy heat. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well then, it's been decided. Uh, the, the Dunn and McIntyre still win. Ruby Riot defeats Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. What a card we have, and the randomizer already spoke, Mikey. So it's only time for us to give the outro to this episode. Oh yeah. Which means you can find us all platforms for podcasting. Hit the books podcast. Hit the books wherever you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever you're listening to it, however you're listening to it right now, just subscribe. Just hit subscribe, and you'll get all episodes moving forward till now until the end of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless oh, yeah. the time happens in like next week, then not good. <laughs> Yikes. You can follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. Every Monday and Wednesday, we have Excitometer and booking polls. But also, we tweet out our favorite or least favorite or reviews or anything about the world of professional wrestling. You can also follow us on YouTube, like we already said, on YouTube, Hit the Books Podcast, where you can see that same 2K outcome that we talked about before and see it actual in perpetuity and reality in whatever feeling you want to have it where we, Mikey and I, give commentary, give our best commentary. And I got to say, I think we're improving on commentary, Mikey. I agree. I think we're doing much better than the than the first one. Yeah, the first, you could certainly, like, there, we have three 2K outcomes already existing um, between Rey Mysterio, Rusev, Finn Balor, Demon Finn Balor, and Roderick Strong, and uh, this one, our latest one, Charlotte Flair, Ruby Riot. And I think you could sort of track the improvements along the along the way there. Yeah, for sure. But, of course, you can find all of those. Hit the Books Podcast on YouTube. Give a review. Like, share, <laughs> review. Uh, hit the subscribe button, as Mikey always loves to, to pipe in with. Yeah. Yo, you got to smash that like button. Oh, there it is. <laughs> hit subscribe. Smash that like button. Don't forget to turn on notifications with the bell. Ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding, motherfucker. Leave a comment telling us what you think about the video. YouTube algorithms. You can do all of that and more with Hit the Books podcast. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. We'll be back with our one-year anniversary special. Oh, yeah. Mikey and I got big plans. Big plans, big announcements. Big um, fans. big Big tweets. Big um, uh, vines. Big old vines. We're bringing it back, you. folks. That's our one year anniversary. <laughs> We're bringing Vine back. <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. We'll see you next week. For Mikey, for Ryan, we've only got two words for you Book it. Hit the books.